Welcome, 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 welcome to Roto Slappers Fantasy Football right here exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. It is Monday night. You know me. I'm Streets. You know who is next to me. The man, the myth, the legend, the banger himself, Tim King. We are here. We are ready to talk some running backs, some fantasy football. How you feeling? Dude, I feel great. Um, <clears throat> you're always asking me to do some sort of rankings, and I never actually put pen to paper and do rankings. I I ranked. I did a top, like, 42 running backs. Kind of fucking crazy. And I left James Conner out. So it would have been top 43 had I remembered him. So he's just kind of penciled somewhere around 27, 28. So, uh, yeah, man, I got, like, three, three running backs ready to go. Did you write them like Blake, old school style? Dude, I wrote them like Blake. I figured if Blake's not here, I'm going to take the Blake role. I was sitting that here at awesome. work. I had my pen. I had my paper. I figured let's put pen to paper. And then and then I did a rough draft, and then I rewrote it so it's nice and, and ready, ready, baby. So I'm ready to go. That's all. When you write it, it's fun because then you miss a James Conner. That's kind of how it goes when you write it out. <laughs> yep. And I'm not going to lie. I did all this research. I had all these numbers written down on my one sheet of paper. Oh, some great numbers about Miles Sanders and J.K. Dobbins. And, uh, you know, I ended up doing it. Was, since it was my rough draft sheet, I threw it out. And I'm not going through the garbage to get it. So, Meat actually had numbers tonight. And now you're not going to get numbers from Meat. So, that's too bad. Oh, it's okay. We picked a hell of a position to start with. Like, it... Like I had running back was always going first, and then it just got hot from the whole the Zoom call with Eckler and everyone else on that thing. Nobody's getting paid. Uh, Barkley takes the one million extra, then he gets on the tag, I guess. Um, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's the that that's the craziest of all the situations, bro. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is the craziest of all the situations. So, yeah, you're right. We picked a hell of a time to talk running I know. backs. And, uh, Jacobs. What... I knew he wasn't going to report, though. I kind of figured. Jacobs. Yeah, man. There's just We'll so... tell you what we think. Because, trust me, I'm sure everybody wants to know what the hell do we do with these guys. So, we're going to do our best to guess it. And remember, in fantasy football, you got to gamble a little bit. You're gambling. This is gambling. That's really what it – it's educated gambling. That's what I like to call – fantasy football i love it you, love you use it. the analytics and you use the stats to to your advantage to try to uh come up with the best plot and best just lineup you could put out there but at the same time we're still gambling so you you got to take some calculated risks and that's kind of what the running back position is becoming right now that's what it's always that's what it's always been when you take a guy oh. early in the first round i mean the odds are you're taking a running back early in the first always always a huge risk but yo dog before we get into the show Let's acknowledge our chat. Throw the ones up for the chat. Our boy, Graydon Bin Buster. What is good, my dude? Check out Directors Cut tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Tribal Chief. What is that good? Is. Let's acknowledge the Tribal Chief. Great episode today. Get it off your chest. If you haven't listened, it is on audio only. And we'll talk about where you can get our audio only here in a second. Dylan, what is good? Dylan. Brother, very much looking forward to Dome Field Advantage starting right here next Monday, a week from now. And let's see how it goes. I'm ready for this breakdown, getting my info for fantasy football. Yep, every week, every Monday, you know, Streets is that guy, and I'm just here bringing that meat. 
Justin, what's up, fellas? What is up, my brother? Hope you're enjoying Raw tonight, my dude. And uh, that goes for everyone else who's watching Raw, who's hanging out with us. Appreciate you all. And before we rip into the show, as I always say, you don't just have to watch us. You could go ahead and you could listen to us. You could go on the website. You There's so much more you could do other than just watching. But while you're watching us, please hit that like button like Streets was just pointing to. Please, while you're here, hit that subscribe button. Fantasy football, sports, wrestling out the ass, entertainment like the director's cut coming tomorrow night. So much great quality content right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, live, nightly, and go over on Quick Kick, go over on Twitch, and you can watch JD and Devin do their gaming thing. And uh, spoiler alert, you might get some gaming coming right here to the YouTube sooner than later. So most definitely hit that like and hit that subscribe button. As I said, it's not just, you just got to watch us. I know you're going to watch Wild Watch Streets. He is the face that runs the fantasy space, but... Put Bloodline Entertainment Network into your Google search bar. You can find this on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart Music, all the audio platforms, and website popping up, sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, all our audio, and our merch, all under one roof, bloodlinenetwork.com. All his rankings, all his busts, breakouts, sleepers, all his fantasy articles, all under one spot. Now it's all you, the rest of the show. Streets. You're so good at that. Man, you, you nailed that. To my yeah, spot. Tonight, just so you know, look, we're going to talk about running backs. We're going to – obviously, there's going to be a lot of info from my head that I'm going to share with you guys. But my the rankings that we're going to go through, some sleepers, busts, breakouts, everything. Everything that I'm using on this show tonight, you can go to bloodlinenetwork.com and find. Like my rankings I have pulled up. I don't have a sheet of paper. I have bloodlinenetwork.com pulled up right now with my updated this morning – Running back rankings, I had to make a few changes to a few things, um, and we're going to talk about that as we get into it. So, yes, bloodlinenetwork.com. Go there right now. Get all of your fantasy football needs done there. All right. So, you ready? I'm ready, baby. I'm Most ready. Polarizing position in fantasy football <laughs> at this point. This, this position will win you your league. It will. When you nail the guy, the top three at this position, the monster – 500-point running back, 600-point running back, it, it wins you your lead. So it is, a, it, is, it is a position of meaning. However, the zero RB, this, I showed you that article because it's funny because I, I used to pound on zero RB too more than anyone for years ever because um, you could get away. Zero RB for anyone who does not know is basically drafting an entire team so – Wide receivers, tight end, quarterback, before you draft a running back. You fill out the rest of your roster, and then you get to running backs after that. That's what zero RB is. And it became popular because it works, in a sense. If you hit on the late flyer running backs because they do get hurt and other factors like that happens, and running back is a is a like a, a job position, as long as you have the job, you're going to get the 15 carries. Um, it was worthwhile. But I think zero RB, it's just got too popular. And now half your league does zero RB at times. You're not the only one doing it in your league anymore. So I think it's harder to do it, and in, especially in, re, in, in, a, in a lineup league where you set a lineup. I get the best ball stuff. I truly do get why they do it there, and um, it, it works. It plays better there. But now hero RB seems to be the popular one. Uh, however you want to do it, running back value 
seems to fall a little bit now more than it ever did before. So you don't want to shy away from all these guys as we get into them. Um, and I'm not as nervous about some of them uh, that you might be. So we'll get it started. And uh, we're going to talk about our tiers first. So we might as well kick it off with the top of the top. Uh, these guys. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Correct. Cowbell, baby. Bell cow. That's what we need. Ring it. Because there's only so many of these guys available uh, right off the bat that get you 20 touches, 20, 20 carries, five catches a game type guys. Uh, there's only so many of them. They, do, they don't grow on trees. They really don't. And uh, that's why they go as early as they do. So let's get to our bell cow tier, our top dogs, or what you like to call them, your main eventers. My main so, eventers, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I only got four main eventers. Maybe you do too. Uh, I, I previously only had three main eventers, but after have, watching him run routes in training camp, <clears throat> he might be running back one, as I've heard you say a few times. So he has moved into my main event tier. CMC, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley after signing and getting on the field, and Bijan. Those are my four. Those are the main eventers. That's it. JT was flirting with it. No, he's lucky if he's going to be an upper mid-carter. Yeah, so I'll agree with that, obviously. Eckler's my one. A lot of people have McCaffrey one. That's Nick. Thank you, my man. Thank you for that. Nick, Devin, and uh, Dylan, thank you for always making this show look as good as it looks. Uh, looks sexy. It re- Yeah, you are. All three of you are the reason why. The countdown, the intro, the graphics, everything. Um we just sit here and spew a bunch of nonsense for an hour. But uh, anyway, you make it, and you yes. make it look beautiful. <laughs> you just being here. I'm just, I'm the meat. <laughs> but Eckler. So I have, I actually have, uh, I still have six in my top tier. And there's, they're my first round guys, but obviously I, I, I didn't know if I should break them into two groups in the first round. So I can't, so I have one, a one B. Of my belt cows, basically. My 1As are Eckler, McCaffrey, uh, Bijan, and Barkley. There's four. I have Barkley in it. He's settled 11 million. He's playing. So, obviously, he joins that. Bijan, I actually have – no. I believe Bijan I have ranked third overall in my entire rankings at this point. I think it goes Jefferson, Eckler, McCaffrey, Bijan are my, are my rankings. You see him out there – you. There's no linebacker that can guard this guy in the NFL. He's going to destroy them all stay long out there. He's, he's just making people look silly right now at camp. So, and obviously he's going to get the volume. So, and then I have Henry and Taylor as my one B still. I didn't want to, I just feel like Taylor is going to end up in the, I, I get what he's doing, but remember when Eckler tried to, to do the whole trade me thing and like Taylor's in a harder situation. His agent's, supposedly trying to find $20 million a year for Taylor coming off an injury plague season too, for a guy who's now not not even healthy as of right now, he's still not healthy, apparently fully healthy. You're not getting 20. So a team has to pay capital to trade for you and then also give you like, it's not going to happen. So I think at the end of the day, just like Jacobs, he's there week one lining up to get that paycheck because the levy on bell thing, I think set them back. You're not sitting a year because I don't think nobody's getting paid after sitting a year ever again. 
And then a lot like that. And number two, um, they'll just, it, it ruins a year of your, like, they, like you don't occur the year anymore, I think. I don't even think you can come back in week 13 and it could, they can actually, the team can actually come back and fight it and say that that doesn't count. And the year's erased still, even if you came back in week 13. So you're just pushing free agency back. Like running backs are just screwed. I don't know. I don't have the answer for it. it the thing I thought of was maybe shorter rookie contracts for running backs, like a two year type deal where you get two years off the bat, depending maybe on where you're drafted or depending on the season you have almost like a, uh, like a, I know they like a war system in baseball, something like that they build for a running back where you get paid via that after year two. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but uh, they're kind of screwed. And I do think Taylor does play. So that's why I have him as my one beast tier still. Yeah, that's fair. That, that makes sense for sure. I can see him playing. The problem is last year he wasn't very productive. He should be far more productive this year with Anthony Richardson there, new coaching staff. The, uh, the ankle sprain of him. He, the high ankle sprain. He tried to play through that high ankle sprain last year. Yeah. And he never let it heal. And it just, you could tell all season long he wasn't himself. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what it played a part in. He's still, a, he's a good running back. He's a stud, stud running back. Yeah. I mean, my upper mid card tier is my tier right underneath main eventers. Obviously, we follow wrestling. I do my tiers based on wrestling. It's my upper mid carders. These are the guys about to get to that next level, win the world championship, um, or they've already been there. Like Derrick Henry. That's, that's my next guy, Jonathan Taylor. So, like, we got the top six. They're the same. Then I got Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard. Then I got a slash, and I'm going to call this Raw and SmackDown. I got my other upper mid-carders because I don't want to devalue them. Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Najee Harris, and Joe Mixon because I want to solidify a top 12 by giving them at least an upper mid-card um, label for them being the running back ones. So these are my 12 running back ones, basically, who I think is going to finish 1 through 12. So Henry, JT, Chubb, Pollard, Jacob Stevenson, Najee Mixon. Yep. We're close. I do have two guys, I think. Um, you have – I think we just have one. Say your 12 again. Who was your end? It was Mixon. You said Najee and Mixon. Mixon. Ah, that's who you have. Okay. You probably have Brees Hall. That's fine. I moved him down because I'm fairly certain Cook's going to sign. So do I. I actually moved him down. That was part of my rankings move this morning. Uh, He's down to, I'll get to that because when we get to that, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have my next tier is a seven. Um, These are just my, my kind of my back end RB1s. In a sense, I, I believe they have RB1 upside in them. I don't know if they have, like, maybe Pollard out of this group has top five in them, I think. Um, but for me, it's, well, I know two of them do, Pollard and Jacobs do. But Jacobs, Chubb, Stevenson, and Pollard would be my seven, eight, nine, and ten. Jacobs obviously is going to not be as efficient as he was a year ago. I talked about it in that short. Jimmy G, though, is serviceable. I just don't see how they don't force feed him the football all season long again. Like I, The only thing working against him is is just any back who touched the football 400 times the year before. I don't think he's like ever made it through a season the next season after that hefty workload. But I feel like some at some point somebody will. And maybe Jacob, he's only 25. Yeah. Um, so maybe he does, and it's just hard to find 300 touches. 
So Jacobs, Chubb, you know what Chubb's the only thing ever holding Chubb back is receiver. That's it. Mm-hmm. Without without rece- without any receptions or even 30 targets, it's just so hard for him to enter the top five running backs. Like he's just been a steady RB9, RB8, RB7 type guy over the last few years because he doesn't catch passes. Maybe it changes, but now they kind of like Jerome Ford. Uh, there was also rumors of Michael Carter after Cook does sign with the Jets, of mm. ruining the Jerome Ford train anymore <laughs> over there in Cleveland, which I kind of was hoping would not happen because I like Jerome Ford. But, um, but yeah, so Chubb is cap. Stevenson, we don't know. He's got all the talent in the world. Efficiency was great outside of goal line carries last year. Um, and But what are they going to do? Is Zeke going to sign there? Are they going to – because he just played the Damian Harris role where they split again. So that's the thing. Pollard is really good. And Pollard could obviously be top five. I don't know if they'll ever give him a Zeke workload there, um, but I do like him. And he did sign his tag. So that's also pretty good uh, a while back. So he will be there week one. That's for sure. So I do like him. And then to round out um, my top 12, since that's where, where you ended, I have a newcomer at number 11. Okay. My number 11 running back now in all the fantasy football. Brees Hall got moved down, obviously. Uh, my number 11 is Jameer Gibbs. Now comes in at number 11 for me. Oh. So, okay. I had saw on Twitter, I got to find who did it. I'll try to give them credit. But there's been no running back that's had 70 targets in, 100, in over 100 carries. I think that has not finished as an RB1 in fantasy football. So, I kind of feel like that's where he's going with this. And, uh, yeah, so it's in everything else there, obviously, when we get to ETN and Hall and all these other guys, I just feel like they're going to – Gibbs is going to – he's going to get that role, that swift role. So that obviously is a breakout for me, and you can go find that on bloodlinenetwork.com too and read all about why I call him a breakout. But he's going to – his floor is literally DeAndre Swift last season. 7.1 carries per game in, in – and 70 catches or 70 targets on the season, which is still an RB two. So there's upside there for him. And then Aaron Jones is my, comes in at number 12. Wow. Okay. Okay. I Yeah. Jordan Love, I think is sadly as a Bears fan, I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers in that MVP level, but he might be serviceable at times out there and he won't, he's not going to look completely horrible, but I do think they lean on a run game a lot. Um, and he was just a guy who was super efficient last year. Maybe he gets a little more volume this year on both ends. Uh, also up there in age, so maybe kind of the last ride for him. And Green Bay kind of just drives him into the floor uh, with the young quarterback. So I kind of like Aaron Jones this season to finish as a back end. RB1. I love Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, I love both Packers running backs, spoiler alert. If I'm going to my next tier – it's my mid-card tier. All right, just just the guys in the mid-card right now. Maybe that current Intercontinental Champion. Maybe that young stud, like, theory holding that U.S. title. So, I, I love this guy. I'll talk about him more later. But I love this guy. I love everything about him. And oh, I won't spoil Travis Etienne, I got sitting right there. He's flirting. With, I, I think I think I, you might be the opposite. But Travis Etienne, for me, is flirting um, with RB1. Potential, and I think he's like got RB six potential. In all honesty, I love Travis Etienne, and then yeah, Aaron Jones right there at fourteen. I could have Aaron Jones as high as ten. I could have Stevenson and Najee mixing that down. 
these guys, ETN, Aaron Jones, to me, they, like top 14, I'm going to probably kick them up to that next tier. Like I, all those guys on that back end of the tier for me, they're kind of the same. Then I got Brees Hall. Love the kid's talent. The kid is such a good talent. Catch the ball, run the ball very, very well. Should be on the field when healthy. Problem is if they go get Delvin Cook, Delvin Cook is still a bona fide G, all right? So, like, Delvin Cook is still run. Delvin Cook is still a horse. So, having a 1A, 1B, I don't I don't like that at all. Plus, you got Aaron Rodgers there and Garrett Wilson there and Nicole Hardman's there and Alan Lazard's there. So, you got weapons all over the place that maybe that takes away from the run game. So, but Brees Hall is still top 15 nonetheless. A guy, uh, I love your boy Gibbs. Everyone seems to be dogging Kenneth Walker. I'm not quite sure why, but Kenneth Walker I got in this tier. And last but not least, I guess it's least for this tier, Damian Pierce. Dude's going to be a fucking dog. You've talked about it. I've talked about it. He's on both of our uh, Scott Fishbowl teams. Love that revamped offensive line. And we think we're just, we both think that they're going to hammer the rock to him. So Damian Pierce coming in top 18 in my mid card tier. So you went to 18. Cool. So I, I think we have the same 13 is ETN for me. Oh, is that what you had him? Yep. Look at that. So I still have him there in 13. Um, uh, yeah, we'll, when we get to busts, it's going to be a weird one. It'll be funny because he's going to be part of that, even though I haven't ranked 13. But, I, he, but yeah, the, I'll say the positive about him right now, right? That's what I'll say when we're doing this. The positive is really damn good. That's the positive. And he's on an up-and-coming offense with uh, – Trevor Lawrence running the show there. Doug Peterson, obviously Calvin Ridley, like Evan Ingram, uh, Christian Kirk. They got all. There's, I know Tank Bigsby is the is the real deal. A lot of people like to say you don't know what rookie running backs, but ETN's really good. Uh, he just needs mm-hmm. to get involved more in the pass catching game. He has to. That's that's the thing that we're going to talk about a little later. I have Brees Hall at 14. Uh, these two guys are. I kind of call them my probably could be RB ones. Uh, just being hindered by coaching or other players at this point. Because that's kind of what Bre- Dalvin Cook going, he's going there, right? And are we kind of just assuming, or is he just, maybe, or, uh, who knows? I think, I think so. Seems I, like I, he's going there. I think that's pretty much done, yeah. The one thing I like about Brees Hall still and why I keep him at 14 is the one thing Aaron Rodgers can do is he can get the ball to the running back in the pass game, right? That's yeah. one, he could do it. Like Brees Hall could still be useful. He could be like an Aaron Jones to me. He could be like what Aaron Jones was in the Packers offense. Highly efficient, uh, not a huge workhorse, but just a highly efficient guy. Catches some passes, has some, has his games, um, things like that. Where Dalvin Cook, just a a better version of AJ Dillon, has been mm-hmm. in the, kind of in yeah. a sense. So, <laughs> and they and they use both backs together there, and I could definitely yeah. see them using. And there's going to be another team who I think is going to use both backs together, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on. But I could most definitely see this team using both backs. Yeah. One uh, split Brees Hall out wide, Delvin Cook in the backfield, split them both in the backfield. I mean, there's a lot of different options that you could do with them. So I'm with you there for sure. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a game manager this year. I think the defense is too good. Uh, Garrett Wilson will get his. I just don't think they're going to be a high volume passing attack. I think they are going to use those backs, both of them, and that's why they want Delvin Cook, um, so they don't have to run Priest Hall into the ground either, coming off that injury this season. So kind of nice. And you two backs can survive in an offense. And then I have Mixon at fifteen. 
Um, obviously, a lot of he's going to get a ton of volume and one of the best offenses. Football, Burrow's going to be fine. He should be there by week one. Uh, luckily, it's just a catch train. Uh, so, we all know it. Bengals offense is going to be one of the better offenses in football, and Mixon's going to be kind of their bell cow. Pirine's gone now. Samaje's gone. We're going to talk about him a little later, but he's gone. So, Mixon could assume um, – Unless I don't know much about the Illinois kid, you can talk about that one. But um, I, don't watch, I don't watch U of I, but he's five five, right? Like, isn't he a tiny guy? Or yeah, it, so I don't know much. I thought so Chase I, I know, small. Yeah, I, he's not somebody that I fear is going to take like a role from, from Mixon on this offense. Too much. So I see another 50, 40 catches out of Mixon this year too. So he's up there. Maybe the efficiency returns. The offensive line got better there too. So much yeah. they they had a they signed a big tackle. Um, then I got Najee, super volume guy again. You know what Pittsburgh likes. Jalen Warren was hot for a little while. People were trying to – you should have sold Jalen Warren while that wave kind of came. The one thing we know about Pittsburgh is they don't use two running backs. They just don't. And Najee's going to be a bell cow. Uh, how efficient will he be with the type of season? Maybe depends on can you pick it. But we'll find out there. But I do like Najee. And then, yeah, Damian Pierce – Obviously, we're going to talk about him and the breakouts. Love him. And Cam Akers round out my top 18. Mm, Cam Akers all the way up there. Okay, okay. Dom says the pack ran a ton last year with the supposed goat under center, except expect the same in New York. Yeah, I think they're going to run the ball for sure. He's 39 years old. <laughs> and they got a really, really good yep. defense. They don't have to blow teams out. So, Unless the Bengals sign Cooker Elliott. Yeah, I don't know. You got Chase Brown, 5'9", 215. Uh, drafted him in the fifth round. Wouldn't make – the it makes no sense for the Bengals to sign either one of those because of Mixon. The Bengals could use a Kareem Hunt more than they could use one of those two. Yeah, nice complimentary pass catching back. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so you ramped up 18? Yep, go ahead. So I'll swing to 19. So these are going to be my lower mid-carders now, all right? My lower mid-card guys. Bunch of – push into that intercontinental title level just in a few months, maybe six months, maybe nine months, but no, or they've been there already again. Miles Sanders, dude is heavily disrespected. He will be the ring that bell cow in that offense. You're saying carries around Chuba Hubbard. I don't fucking think so. No, he's going to be the dude there familiar with the coaching staff, familiar with Deuce Staley. Like that is his, Offense plus the rest of it ain't very good. I love, love me some Miles Sanders this year in a big, big, big way. Cam Akers coming in next. Dude, he was running back for the last six weeks of the season. RB4. I'm probably disrespecting him by having him at number 20. Like he should probably be higher on my list. But and there's no one there. They didn't go out and get anybody. Kyron Williams? No, nah, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be his offense when they gave him the ball. He did work with it to end the year. So they'll probably just run him into the ground this season, uh, like you mentioned with Jacobs earlier. Following it up, James Cook. Love James Cook this year in Buffalo. I think, again, you got Damian Harris there, who who definitely is, is on the rise right now if you're paying attention to camp. But I think this is going to be more of like a 60-40, 65-35 snap split in James Cook's favor. The kid's very talented. He obviously is a talented runner, but he can catch the ball as well. I begrudgingly put J.K. Dobbins here. Um, you know, when he's out there, he's he's great. Problem is, I don't trust injuries at all. 
Lamar's out there. I don't know that it helps him. Alexander Madison, I like him. I like Madison a lot, actually. He filled in for Cook. Not so great last year, but in previous seasons, he filled in for Cook pretty well. I love my Rhino, Isaiah Pacheco in Kansas City. And then begrudgingly, it's a guy I'm a DND, but Rashad White, there's nobody there in Tampa Bay. Shitty offensive line, but he should see a lot of opportunity in the pass catching game. So while he's on my DND list, Rashad White um, wraps up my lower mid carters. And I think that takes it. Yeah, 25. I went to 25. I don't know why the hell I did such a weird number, but I went to 25. That's good. And yeah, that'll work. It's almost like RB2s. That bronze out your RB2s almost in a sense. Yeah. A couple guys after that on mine. Um, so, yeah, I have Dobbins at 19. Saint, it's, he's in my breakouts too. Um, Got to be on the field. He's magic on the field. Just be on the field. And I love the, the like, Todd Monken should, should only help this damn offense. Um go and he should get some pass like some receiving work in this offense too now like it's the greg roman stuff's gone this is time to let jk dobbins unleash him into the world um let unleash lamar jackson who's i love this year also because of that uh offensive change i have kenneth walker at 20 uh you had him up there yeah yeah i don't know like 16 yeah 16 yeah i've i've had some people try to say like look Nick Chubb still survived, right? And still was a top 10 running back, blah, blah, blah. I just – Charbonnet is, 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 is really good. And he, he's going to do the pass. It's just hard to find the volume that I need to move Kenneth Walker up for me, I guess. Now, he, could have, he can break off runs and finish their uh, season and totals. There's no doubt about it. But I put him 20 just because I feel like he's – Gonna end up splitting more with Charbonnet, and then they gotta get three receivers the balls to a lot. So, uh, so yeah, he comes in at twenty. I still like him. I still got him as an RB two. I got Delvin Cook at twenty one. Um, okay, okay. Because I do, I do feel like if it's Miami or the Jets, he still sees enough volume. Um, to be so relevant. we have brothers, brothers Cook in the same spot, just the the, the yes. opposite Cook. Okay, Correct. cool, cool. But he hasn't signed there yet either, so there's still hope for Miami for me. We'll see how that goes. He could be trying to leverage getting to Miami by using this whole Judd thing anyway. So it's official. Nothing's official. So, uh, but I still like Delvin Cook back end RB2. Um, to me, Hall and Cook together on the Jets are both RB2s in a sense. They probably both get some workload. Uh, Hall just probably gets the edge because it'll be the pass catching back. Uh, let's let's, let's be horrible honest. As a block it's not catcher. hard to be an RB2. All right. It's, no. it's, it's really not. Stay healthy. That's, <laughs> that's 12 really 14 it. carries a game and stay healthy all year. Catch a, catch a, couple, of, catch a couple of passes a game and stay on the field. And you're, you're probably, you get 10 points a game, you'll be okay. Yep. Uh, I got James Conner at 22. Um, I feel like they're going to obviously utilize the crap out of him early on. Why Kyler's out, run the ball a lot. Uh, still like Conner. I have Miles Sanders. I agree on that one. That's going to that's gonna be a heavy volume type guy. Three down back, too, we're hearing out of them. I kind of like that. So uh, I don't like my – I hate this. At 24, I want to move – I haven't done it yet. So I have Madison, Pacheco, Cook, 25, 26, 27. And I want to move them up. Um, but I still have Rashad White at 24. But it's only because he I, – obviously the volume is going to be there for Rashad White. That they got no one else and gonna catch it. I just don't know how that offense is gonna be. That's my 
biggest thing with them and why talked about him in the bust is because is he going to catch a lot of passes? Like Tom Brady loved to throw to running backs. It was just check down, poof. He just did it all game long. That's just what he did. Are the, is Baker Mayfield going to do the same thing with Rashad White out there? Is he going to see that kind of – because he wasn't efficient, but he is going to see that uh, – he's going to see the workload. So I kind of like him there. And then I'll probably just keep going because I just told you what my 25, 26, 27 were. <laughs> but their guy – it's Madison, Pacheco, Cook – Come are the next three for me. Madison, I'm just I'm not positive he's going to be the Dalvin Cook for them um, and get that role. I put him at 25 though. Uh, he's after my RB twos. We'll see kind of how that plays out. I know they like two other guys there, uh, so we'll see if he becomes the three down back, kind of like Dalvin Cook was. Dalvin Cook was not really good either on third downs. He was not really a good pass. He caught 50 balls I think one year, but he was absolutely horrid in pass blocking. Um, and he led the league in drops for running backs one year. So it's not like Dalvin Cook was some world burner out there. So maybe without Dalvin Cook now, they don't feel the need to use a guy for all three downs. And then does this, this Madison become? Uh, we, we don't know yet. So it's kind of a question mark. I do like James Cook out of that bunch the most because uh, we talked about that uh, when we get to breakouts. I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got a question? Well, he might move up for me, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, does does Charbonnet's injury right now hurt his stock? No, well, if you know Pete Carroll, you don't. No, no head coach is as like coy as Pete Carroll is when it comes to injuries, right? So like he just plays everything off the same as an injury. Like, oh, they got banged up. He's hurt. We're not sure. You don't. You can't buy anything he's telling you when it comes to if how bad they are hurt or if they are hurt. And then not only did Charbonnet get hurt, Kenneth Walker got hurt. So they both got hurt on yeah. the same day at practice. So it's like, and you're not going to know anything until we get closer to the season. So I'm not buying. I don't think either one of them are probably that banged up. So okay. we'll see how it gets closer. I just, Pete Carroll's the worst coach to have when it comes to trying to figure this out, uh, even in the regular season, let alone training camp. <laughs> and Dom, to this one, Miles Sanders is hit and miss. Monster year last year, year before he had one touchdown all season. One yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt. What do you have last year? 16, 13, 13 or 16. He had a crazy touchdown year. But oh, but the but, reason that they got rid of him is because the amount that they were going to spend on him, they got four running backs. They got DeAndre Swift. They got Rashad Penny. They got Kenneth Gainwell. Who's the fourth? I know they got a fourth running back on that squad. You know better than me. DeAndre Swift. But, yeah, Swift and Penny Swift, is the reason Penny, there. Gainwell. Yeah. Boston Scott. Yeah, Boston Scott. There you go. So, yeah, that's why you can get rid of a Miles Sanders if you're going to go out there and get uh, Rashad Penny, who's a monster when healthy. DeAndre Swift, who's a pass-catching machine, when healthy. Problem with these guys is what? When healthy. And I still think Kenneth Gainwell's a good player as well. So, you can afford to get rid of Miles Sanders. And what do we always say? And what's the league telling you right now? Running bags don't matter. They're expendable. You can kin them in, you turn them in, you turn them out. League's telling you that. Street's been telling you that for years, all right? I'm going to keep going. You had mentioned a couple of these names, maybe just one of these names. We actually just talked about DeAndre Swift, but I'm going to go with former main event talent, okay? So these are guys who used to be top picks, you know, top four-round picks, whatever. But Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, who, who himself not – really a pass catching back should see a lot of targets in that offense and 
DeAndre Swift. Oh, and James Conner. This is where James Conner falls in as well. So James Conner, Alvin Kamara, Delvin Cook, David Montgomery, and DeAndre Swift. I'm calling former main event talent, former first, second, third, fourth round picks. Um, that now are, what do I got? Um, right around 25 to 30, because I still might take someone of my on-air talent over these guys. Yeah, I'll get to my next. But also touchdowns are very, very hard to predict. It's not a – like the one thing we knew about Miles Sanders last year coming into the season, he was actually a bargain because everybody was doing one touchdown. Well, he was going to show up to just the stadium and score more than one touchdown. I could promise you that. Like that was the biggest fluke thing I've ever seen in my – if you use the one touchdown thing to judge how you were drafting Miles Sanders last year in fantasy football – you, you need to study a little bit harder on how you play fantasy football than moving forward. That's not a really good indicator to use. So opportunity, on the other hand, especially red zone touches and things like that, kind of that's where you want to go with it when you look at it. Obviously, now Miles Sanders being in a different team, the red zone touches might go down. That, But you're not drafting Miles Sanders for touchdowns anyways. There, you're, dra- you're drafting Miles Sanders because he's going to have 20 touches a game which is still going to get you enough points to be an RB2 easily, probably each week in set offense. So that's kind of how we're doing it there. That's all. Um, next, I have at 28, I have Javante Williams there. He's back out. He's playing. Um, don't think he's going to be. Obviously, there's no full workload going there for him. Um, but I do think by the end of the season, he can carve out a big enough role, especially in a Sean Payton offense, to be a um, – to, to be fantasy relevant, and I love the talent there. I, he just had a rough injury, so it's going to be a slow start for him. I'd have him up further if it wasn't so like higher up. When we did the dynasty one, I had him in the top 12 still in my dynasty running back rankings, and I still absolutely love the talent there. Yeah. Then we're kind of similar. I have Deon, D- David Montgomery at 29. Um, he does consume some of that Jamal Williams role probably. Uh, he's not going to score as many touchdowns as Jamal Williams did, another fluke thing. The fluke works both ways on touchdowns. It goes one way for none. It goes the other way for too many. Like, you ain't getting that many touchdowns ever again out of Jamal Williams, just like you're not getting the same amount of touchdowns this year out of David Montgomery in the Lions offense. Um, we've seen it with Pat's running backs many, many times in touchdowns. Uh, but, yeah, so, but I still like him. I think his workload is going to be decent for flex plays each week still for David Montgomery. Um, next up, DeAndre Swift for me at 30. I actually put Swift and Penny side-by-side side at 30 and 31 because I believe Swift has the upper hand in PPR because he, he obviously receptions just he get you so many more points in a cheap way almost. Like one carry for 10 yards is one point. One catch for seven yards is 1.7 points. Right. So even though Rashad Penny did more gained more on the field on his one touch, he still gets outscored by Rashad Penny, or by DeAndre Swift in PPR. So you got to take that into consideration. But uh, I have Rashad Penny as a breakout. We'll talk about him later. I absolutely love him. Then I have Kamara at 32. So I agree with you there. Um, I The suspension for me is why I have him further back probably than you. I don't know how long he's going to get suspended. Is it is it going to only be four games? Is that what we're guessing after they settle? Could it be six? Could the NFL – Say I'm not dealing with this anymore. He's gonna miss four games with injury, no matter what. So it's just a matter of like, are his four injury games eight games of suspension, or how many is it gonna be? You know, I just put him where I put him. If he falls late enough, 
I've gotten to the point maybe in my head I can draft him, but I just don't know if I want to deal with it. And I just don't want to deal with four or five weeks, six weeks suspensions. Um, when there's other guys around there that I kind of like. Um, so I got where where'd you go up to? What number? Um, 25, 30. Okay. So I'll stop there then at 32, Alvin Kamara, good stopping point. Cause it kind of does tear off there for me. So that's perfect. Okay, cool. So then what I'll do is I will just go to 36. So then, all right. So I'm calling this tier on air talent. All right. So these are my guys. They're not quite jobbers yet, but there's they'll win a match every like three, four months. But they don't lose every match, right? So my on-air talent. No, no, so, no. Hold on. You know what they are. You know what they are. And sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Uh, <laughs> so here, where I'm going to take A.J. Dillon. I love A.J. Dillon this year, though. Like, A.J. Dillon, to me, almost made the lower mid-card tier. Like, I had him there, scratched him out. Had him there, scratched him out. I would take A.J. Dillon over Kamara, Delvin Cook, David Montgomery, uh, DeAndre Swift and James Conner. I like AJ Dillon that much this year. I think they're both going to be Jones and Dillon are going to be top twenty-four running backs. One Jones could be a, a top twelve running back. Oh, Dillon could be a top twenty-four running back for sure. Did you just um, bold take it? Huh? Yeah, I'm bold taking that. Take that right now. Oh, for sure. Yep, yep. AJ Dillon will be. What was he last year? Twenty-six. I mean, it's not uh, that. I think he was number twenty-six last year. I could be well, wrong. At worst, it was thirty. Healthy to do that, but I have um, to look at points per game more. But yeah, I know you're a PPG guy. I like. I always look at the uh, the overall where they finished. But uh, but I think he's going to finish uh, as a top um, top two running back uh, or a running back two uh, top twenty four running back. So I AJ Dillon. Then I got your boy Javante Williams. D and D all day. I'll never ever 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 take Javante Williams, but he's on my list. As is Street's boy Rashad Penny, big fan of Rashad Penny. You talk about pure talent. You talk about a, just a pure runner. And behind that offensive line, that could be scary stuff. I'm talking like seven yards of carry type of scary shit, like when it really matters when he's running the ball. So love Rashad Penny. Antonio Gibson, love me some Antonio Gibson. I definitely feel like he's the better back there. Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier, uh, we'll talk. I said mentioned briefly earlier about a couple of teams with two running backs. I love the fact that's interesting. Yeah, because you're way off on that one. So that one you're going to have to talk about him. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because I think that they're going to see the field a lot together, especially after I think we'll see Bijan line up outside, Algier in the backfield. The kid averaged five yards of carry last year. The kid rushed for a thousand yards. Why wouldn't they put him on the field? They ran the ball like 70% of the time last year. They got Ritter back there. They're going to run the ball like crazy. Bijan, did you see that route? Right when I saw that route, I'm like, Bijan, stock up. Uh, Algier, stock up. And then last but not least in this tier, I'll put Samaje Pirine because I think Javante Williams is a scrub, and I think he's going to be on the field. I think Pirine is going to get a lot of touches. And even if Williams finds his way onto the field, Streets, as he said in his article today, which you can find on bloodlinenetwork.com, Samaj, Sean Payton likes to use two running backs. So Samaj P. Ryan going to get his in the streets. Getting a little loving from wifey. What is good? Hi, honey. Thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm all blushy, see? Oh, that you, was, get every, you, get, you get all blushy every time. You got you to get like me. You got to stay blushy so people don't know when you get blushy. <laughs> 
So that was what, 36? 36 I went through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my next, okay, I'll get, then I just got to do four here to catch up. But yeah, 33 for me, I have Samaje Pirine. Um, uh, he'll be a breakout. I'll explain that in detail. We'll just get through these first. I have 34. I have uh, Devon A-Chain. Because right now he might be the big winner with Dalvin Cook going to the Jets. I don't think he'll ever be a bell cow, but he could get himself more early down work without Dalvin Cook there. Because Mostert and Jeff Wilson, well, they're just Mostert and Jeff Wilson. And A-Chain could be the real deal. Um, then I have Antonio Gibson. Yep. We're going to talk about him. A.J. Dillon is 36 for me, so he is in my top 40 still. Uh, 37, I do have Zach Charbonnet from Seattle because I do think he gets enough work to kind of get in there. And then 38, uh, a boring guy, but I there's room to grow. I mean, I shouldn't say boring. This is tough because the guy got shot and he came back last year and played. But Brian Robinson Jr., they love him on an early down work, and he does get a decent workload. So he could see 13, 14, 15 carries out there a game. He's just not going to get too much third down work. So he gets capped, but I like him there at 38. So those are my top 38 then. Okay, cool. So I love – I like I like Charbonnet. I do think he's going to get a lot of work. He's definitely my third running back. Uh, what do you say? Aikane? What's his name? Aikane? How do you say his name? In, in my Devon A-Chain. 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 There you go. Yeah. I, no rookies for me and no Miami for me. So, like, Miami running backs, DND. Rookie running backs, DND. So, nah, no thank you <laughs> on him. So, just, just – For me, though, no. look, where I rank – here's the thing about A-Chain. I have him ranked 34. Now, remember what I, what I – don't use my ranking as your – cheap like is your ADP on draft day. The one thing you need to know are your league mates and you need to know the platform you're playing on. A-Chain might be later than that where he's going. Now if Alvin Cook doesn't sign there, he might shoot up ADP-wise and ranking-wise when you get to there. But you don't have to take him at 34. He's going to be a guy that you're going to draft later and stash because I think A-Chain is going to be more of like the, the, the back-end, late-season type league winning. Not league winning, I hate that term, but useful running backs that you get later in the season. Yeah, yeah. I see that that I can see you're like a Kendra Miller later in the season, but I'm not fucking. I ain't drafting these guys. And no, man, I'm. I like Kendra Miller more before I knew the outcome of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, four games is not enough for me to. I had to bump Kendra Miller down now because if it's only four games for Kamara with Jamal Williams there, how much work do all three of these guys get? It's hard to really. I love Kendra and Dynasty, but man. I had a moment. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a different story. I'm not saying yeah. Right here, redraft one season. Uh-uh. Stay the hell away from these rookie running backs and the Miami running backs. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap this. So I'm gonna go to my job guys. I'm gonna go for my uh, my on air talent. Their enhancement talent. They're just there to get the the new up and coming baby. Big muscular guys over baby. So you hit it, oh, no, Ryan. Ra- What'd you say, brother? No, to go ahead. Oh, Don't yeah. let me start talking wrestling. I can, oh, yeah. no, no. Talk, I was going to say, know. you already said it, uh, Brian Robinson. Um, they love him in Washington. We'll see if uh, Eric Bieniemy loves him. I think he's going to love Antonio Gibson a little bit more. But nonetheless, I think both of those running backs are going to see usage. Deontay Foreman. I know Streets is high on somebody. He'll talk about him in a little bit. I know the world is high on Khalil Herbert after his efforts last season. Which, why wouldn't you be? Five and a half yards carry. I, I guess, why wouldn't you be? But who He's not else? running with the ones right now at camp. There you Foreman go. is. <laughs> there you go. That's my guy. Yeah, and Deontay Foreman's my guy in this offense. I think 
bar none, after week seven last year, he was a running back 22. Um, he's my guy. I don't think he's going to be uh, RB2, but I do think he's got flex appeal almost weekly. I think he could be a running back 36 and higher. I think, again, flex appeal weekly. Red zone target or red zone carries up the ass. He ain't going to see a pass. You know, he's not going to get a target. But early down work, being in there with Justin Fields, that offensive line is going to be beefy and juicy. I could see Deontay Foreman bucking off a couple big runs and uh, scoring some touchdowns, maybe seven, eight touchdowns for this team this year. Deontay Foreman's my guy. Then Khalil Herbert, you know, I'm sure he's going to get some work as well. So I got Khalil Herbert there. Damian Harris, you know, I talked to him a little bit earlier with James Cook. You know, I think he's going to see 30, 35% of the snaps in Buffalo. If he does, I mean, that's a fucking electric offense to see 30 to 35% of snaps in. So like Damian Harris, love me, Jamal. Love me some Jamal. He ain't going to do half of what he did last year. But even if he gets seven touchdowns for you, you know, that's a that's a fine season as I was just talking about. Foreman, Jared McKinnon, he's an interesting case to me. I'm curious to see how they use their running backs this year. Dude absolutely balled out after week 10 last year. Curious what happens there. And then Devin Singletary, I think he's going to play a nice complimentary piece to Damian Pierce. You got the rookie and CJ Stroud there. I don't think they're going to be looking to pass like crazy. So them using two backs in Pierce and Singletary is definitely not out of the realm. And that wraps it, my brother. Your top 40? Yep, 42, but yeah, we'll call it 40. 40. That's fine. I, well, I got up to about 47, so I'll just run through them real quick. But it, they're kind of bunched, so it kind of works almost like the same thing as going to 40 the way I grouped it. Let's see here. So I have Jamal Williams at 39. Um, he's going to be a volume back. Obviously, while Alvin Kamara is out on suspension, don't expect the same touchdown output that you got a year ago. Now, at 40 for me, a guy that if I had to predict a very weird, fluky touchdown season four, it could be Damian Harris in Buffalo. Do, does Buffalo want to not force Josh Allen to rush for as many touchdowns as he can, right? You get close to the – you get inside the five. There's no reason to just keep ramming Josh Allen in there on a goal line. Um, that's what you got Damian Harris for now. So maybe Damian Harris ha- hit, gets this 30% of the rushes, but then also just falls into 10 touchdowns on the season type of guy where he's useful in a flex or an RB2 spot if you go zero RB heavy, something like that. So I like Damian Harris there. Jarek McKinnon, yeah. Uh, I t- for Brian Robinson, I used it as a case for him last season. Look, Jarek McKinnon ran the seven most routes in all of fantasy football uh, for running backs. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes. So even though the, the running backs do get usage and they do get some targets in that offense, Mahomes likes to air it out. So they might not get as much as – uh, other backs would get in a high volume passing attack like that. But McKinnon's interesting. Now it just comes down to Pacheco. Are they going to trust Isaiah Pacheco out there more on third downs? Uh, does the pass blocking get better? Uh, can he catch some passes? So we'll see what kind of third down work Pacheco does. But McKinnon at 41 for me, that's a pretty good value, I think, uh, that late because, yeah, he was on fire last year on that one. And then, yeah, so I moved him up right now, 42, 43. Wilson and Mostert side by side. No, um, DNT. <laughs> What's up, Blake? How you doing, buddy? We were actually so quick. Shout out before I finish that. Um, we are we are recording. We're waiting for the the trade deadline to end, and then Blake and I are going to have a, a fantasy baseball trade deadline special that we are going to record on Wednesday night. 
Um, and then we'll put, it'll probably be out Thursday morning. Then and we're going to break down all of the craziness and value changes that happen in fantasy baseball. So quick shout out to Blake as uh, Roto Cypress Fantasy Baseball will be back. Um, and Blake, look, and look, Blake, I did this for you. Proud of that. I put all of my rankings in tiers on paper, physical paper for you, buddy. I was like, man, if I'm if I'm doing some rankings on Roto Slappers Mondays, I'm doing I'm doing it for Blake. Thanks for tuning in, homie. Thank you, appreciate that. And Courtney, yeah, Demar Demar Hamlin will be playing this year, which is just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful story in itself. That is great. But I know you don't like Wilson or Moster, but if Cook doesn't go there, someone's going to consume early down work. Someone and there was weeks these guys were RB twos. A few weeks sprinkled in, they were RB ones. I know. It's just a good offense, so it's hard to not take them. And then I have Kendrick Miller at 44 now. Um, and then comes I round out the rest of mine with the Bears running backs because I have Herbert, Foreman, and Johnson all side by side. <laughs> I put them at 45, 46, and 47 because, um, yeah, it's going to be – Herbert's going first in ADP, and he's going ahead of all of them by quite a few picks. And I'm not sure that's the – I don't like that at all. You don't like that at all. A lot of people box score it with, with Herbert. Like we could tell you from being in Chicago and watching the bears and hearing about the bears and everything that goes along with the bears. It's like, I don't think they ever really like Khalil Herbert. Um, He's not a floozy guy. He just isn't like horrible pass blocking. Doesn't, doesn't block period. He's he's not a dirty type of guy. Like he's not a guy that's going to just put his head down and like, get in the trenches and dig that he just never seemed like a floozy guy and that's why they went and got foreman it kind of it felt like and then they he went and got Roshan like johnson floozy. and then yeah he yeah. feels like a floozy they both feel like floozy guys that's why i think herbert could be cut dude like people think i'm fucking crazy he to me is the third running back on this team man he's the change of pace that's what he does bet like you bring him out and let him get five yards carry the ball six, seven times a game and have his efficiency run. You let Foreman grind his way out there. Uh, Roshan, we're going to talk about the breakouts here in a second, but that rounds it up there. And, uh, yeah, so there we go. We got through our tiers. Not That's bad. Awesome, bro. It's great. It's now great you do some breakouts. Blake, I have this on paper, too, if you're still watching. Uh, so I flipped <laughs> the page. It's right here. All right, buddy. Go ahead. You know my breakout, so whatever you don't. Like, Herbert isn't the man here. It'll be for me. Yeah, see, G, another Chicago guy. You know what's good. He's not the man. And that's no disrespect to Khalil Herbert because he's a he's a good football player. But I just just like, not a does never seem like a get down get dirty type guy out there. No, like he's not a flu, floozy. You got to know how floozy he is to know why we're saying this. Like super coachy, like the hits principle. Like go out, play hard. Like even if you're not an, even if it's a running play, um. The play's over with. He wants to go hit someone after. Like, that's Lucy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's just, or go slap wild. your teammate in the ass or something. Like, <laughs> go, go do something to be hyped, all right? Go coach your teammate up. Go do something. But, all right. So, yeah. I kept it with four like you did. Um, so, Street said sleepers have to be drafted outside of the top 180p to be considered a sleeper. So, I tried to follow that. So, I went with Antonio Gibson first. I saw him. He was on yours as well. Just so you know, I made mine before I saw Streets List. Antonio Gibson ADP uh, I'm, right now is sitting at 93. Not quite 100, but 93. Uh, I digress. I love Antonio Gibson this year. I love him in the Eric Bianami system. 
You got Sam Howell playing quarterback. He's going to see a lot of touches, and I think he's going to see some efficient ones. I think he's going to average five rushes a game and, and catch some passes. Love me some Antonio Gibson. I do think that he still falls outside of that RB2 range, so maybe fringe 22 to 26 range. A.J. Dillon, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Green Bay is going to lean on these guys. They got Christian Watson. They got Romeo Dobbs. But they are going to lean. And I know they got the J.D. Reed out of Michigan State, but they are going to lean on their running backs. They are going to lean on A.J. Dillon. They're going to lean on Aaron Jones. He's going to catch balls. Kid's going to rush for five yards of carry. A.J. Dillon, top 24 back this year. Top 24 back this year. And I think right now you get him at, like, running back 36, I want to say. So, like, there's immense value in A.J. Dillon where you can get him. Deontay Foreman, I, we just talked about him. I'm not going to beat that dead horse. Of all the Bears running backs, he's the dude for me. And I think he's going around ADP, like, 40 as well. Maybe even after that, like, 42. So, go and look for Deontay Foreman later. And Tyler Algier. I want to hear what Streets got to say, but again, kid rushed for what, 5.8 yards a carry last year, over 1,000 yards. They rushed the ball 70% of the time last year. System ain't going to change. Desmond Ritter ain't going to get any better, and you brought in Bijan. And a lot of people, including myself, initially thought that's going to hurt the kid. Sure, his touches are going to go down. I don't think he's going to be an RB2, but I think he's got flex appeal, which is sex appeal every single week which to me gives him a sleeper potential for me because he's going at that RB40-ish spot as well. So those are my guys, A.J. Dillon, Tyler Algier, who still can get 670, 100 yards on the ground, Antonio Gibson, and Deonta Foreman. Yeah, I I think it's just more – I think Algier for me is just more the handcuff in my head, and that's kind of where I place them. Bijan, I think, is going to just be the, the beast belt. I know that they run the ball a lot, a lot. And last year, Algier and – Corey Patterson had some weeks together where they combined for decent outputs. Like I get it, but I just have him further back because I just don't know. I think Bijan's going to end up just being the guy, the, the him in that offense. And I do think at some point they do want to throw the football a little bit more. If Ritter could be that, if, if he can't be that early, I do think you see a switch for Heineke at some point too, because maybe they do want to uh, kind of, branch out there. I mean, you have Pitts and you have London. At some point, you got to use that. That's the that's my only spent fucking top round 10 top 10 picks in the first round on both of those guys. But I have I have Algiers a top 50 back. It's not like we didn't get into the 40 through 50. So I have him in my top 50, but um, just not where you put him. But that's all. It's not that I hate him. And he's, look, if something happens to Bijan, Algier becomes a bona fide, what, top Probably 18, 15 running back. I don't, maybe higher than that, to be honest with you, depending on other injuries. He's going to be an top 14 back um, at that point because then the workload that he's going to get and as efficient as he was last year. Yeah. So he is probably the best handcuff that exists in fantasy football this season. Uh, sleepers for me, I put, yeah, Samaje P. Ryan was one of them. Um, I said it. You said it too. The one thing we know is Sean Payton is going to. He likes two backs, but he also likes throwing to the to the running backs in his system. The ninety, I, if you go to bloodlinenetwork.com, you can find the sleeper article. I talk about it in there. I did say the ninety percentile outcome 
for the Broncos running back, which is probably the least likely to happen, though, is the Alvin Kamara-Mark Ingram combo which have, with, with basically Williams and P. Ryan in that scheme. And P. Ryan, by the way, is the pass catching back. P. Ryan is the Alvin Kamara of that offense, basically. Uh, but that's the 90 percentile outcome. Let's reverse, though. You're like, it can't be that crazy, right? They can't be that heavy. They can't throw the running backs that much. They don't like two running backs. Well, you remember the time that Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles both saw 80-plus targets in that offense with Sean Payton? Because it happened. It could have been Cadet in Pierre Thomas. Remember Travis Cadet? Because he got 50-plus targets that year as also. So, yeah, they, they are going to utilize running backs in the past game, and P. Ryan is the guy that's going to do that. So I love P. Ryan as a flex play with plenty of upside because um, we don't know what Javante Williams is going to bring to the table yet. Could be much more, as you talked about. You don't even think – you could be early down work, too, for Samaj coming with some of that work. So that's the case. He's going way too late, and he's going to be way better for your fantasy team than that. Look, Rashad Penny, next on that list as a breakout candidate. Uh, he's averaging over six yards per carry the last two seasons. I get it. Has it been healthy? Well, he's on the best – now he's behind the best offensive line in football and an offense that's going to score a crap ton. And the one thing I know you're going to say, well, Jalen Hurts rushes for a lot of touchdowns. But did you know – that I think out of like what he has dealt, I think 13 or something touchdowns I had read, but yeah, most of them came like five plus 10 yards out for Rashad Penny. So he's kind of a big play touchdown back. So you get Rashad Penny, some of those carries on the 10 yard line, 15 yard line. And he break, he can probably break a few of those off this season and score a touchdown on it, especially with that offensive line and the fear of Jalen hurts out there. So it's big for Rashad Penny. Uh, So I do think if he gets that work, that early down workload stays healthy he's probably going to be ranked a top 30 back every week. When we break it down, when we get into our Sunday shows and everything like that, we're going to be like, well, Rashad Penny probably comes in ranked 29, 28, and you're getting him at RB 38 right now. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. I have Roshan Johnson. You had Foreman. You, the reason why I have Roshan Johnson is only because he, he's the, he's the cheapest out of all three of them. You can get him the latest. He is the third down back, which we know in Chicago right now, the way that offense is built, probably not the most beneficial role to have, uh, because they are going to rough run the ball a lot, but it gets him on the field enough to where he could start eating away and chipping away maybe at some early down work as the season goes on. So I like them there. And then, yeah, I agree with you on Antonio Gibson. Like McKinnon, Jared McKinnon ran the seventh, well, uh, seventh most routes in the NFL last year uh, out of all running backs. I think Gibson is that role. He's going to probably be top 10 in routes ran. And well, Sam Howell is not in the homes. I'm not going to take as many shots downfield. Sam Howell might just be checked down on some of those plays more often, and Gibson gets fed. Uh, easy 70, 60 yard target season coming incoming for Antonio Gibson this year. So, like him as a sleeper. Ah, breakouts. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and I love Samaje P. Ryan, too. I said it earlier. He was going to be on my list, and then I was like, man, I can't have multiple guys. So, I crossed him out. I was like, I'll leave Gibson, okay. but I'm not having. I'm like, I'm not having two guys in the streets. I'm not doing that. All right. Breakouts. A little bit weird if this is a breakout, but I'm putting Travis Etienne on the list. We both have him at 13. How is he a breakout? This is going to get fun, but go ahead. How is he a breakout? I think Travis Etienne has top five back potential. You said he's got to catch more passes. I just listened to him sound so profoundly educated when they interviewed him about the running back situation. He goes, look. And I don't necessarily agree with him because, you know, Austin Eckler catches and rushes and Saquon Barkley catches and rushes. But he goes, listen, this is a league where you need – you can't just be a downhill runner anymore. 
all these guys complaining that they're not getting their money, they're just downhill runners. You need to be multifaceted. You need to know how to run the ball. You need to know how to catch the ball. You need to know how to block. And then I like a guy like you'll be a guy like Christian McCaffrey and you'll get paid like a guy like Christian McCaffrey. And you got Trevor Lawrence and you got Christian Kirk and you got Calvin Ridley that are coming there. Second year in a Doug Peterson offense. Kids should be healthy as a fucking horse. I love that positive mental attitude. Dude, I'm thinking top five back for Travis Etienne this year. Lock it in, Dano. Give it to me, baby. That's why I got him as a breakout. Damian Pierce, we've talked enough about Damian Pierce. I'm not going to go too far into that. We all think he's going to be a stud, rookie rookie quarterback, stud offensive line, all the recipes for him to be a stud. James Cook, talked about it earlier. I, you know, you got an explosive offense. He should be the number one running back in that system. He should catch passes. You should see a lot of carries on the ground. Love James Cook and Alexander Madison. Kind of touched on him earlier as well. I wasn't so big on what he did in Delvin Cook's stead last year, but two seasons ago, he filled in very, very well. He had a couple of running back one days. So I'm thinking we might get some of that production coming this year. So sign me up for Alexander Madison. That's, I'm glad we differ a little bit on that one. So I kind of like break out some busts. Finally, we differ a little bit. We <laughs> had to at some point. Good look. Um, so breakouts for me, I have Jameer Gibbs on there. I was head over heels for him. I have him ranked 11th now. So obviously, by the way, I did not put Bijan Robinson on there. I said it in the article. I don't want to hear anybody say, what about Bijan? <laughs> He's being drafted in the top eight picks for, at this point in fantasy football. He better be a damn stud. So he does not count for this. Um, Jameer Gibbs, on the other hand, his floor is 60 targets, 100 carries. That's his floor. His, his ceiling is way higher than that. And he's an elite pass catcher, perfect system. They're already lining him up. There's a white like It's just all set up there perfectly for him this season. So uh, love Jameer Gibbs. He is a breakout candidate. We took Damian Pierce, perfect segue into that one from Blake. That's Blake's guy right there down in Houston. Yeah, Shaq Mason. Uh, big, big, big get for, for them Uh to fill in a guard on that side of the football for Shaq Mason. It's huge for them. I love when they do that. But the big thing that's also going to help some of these other guys on the offensive line is that Shanahan-like system now that they're bringing in to Texas, which is going to also help out that offensive line. Um, so the offensive line gets better, the Shanahan-like system, which is friendly to running backs. We all know that already. Uh, Damian Pierce set up pretty well there. And the one There's two things you always want to look for in a running back. Two, two factors that you could usually tell how good a running back is on his own. And that is the forced missed tackles um, in yards after contact. Two things that Damian Pierce excelled in behind a bad, a pretty iffy O-line in no passing game. They, there was You were not afraid of the Texans passing the football on you, so the focus was on stopping the run. And Pierce did was a monster still to start that year. He got hurt then, kind of slowed down. But he finished pretty strong still in that season, so I like Damian Pierce. I have Cam Akers as a breakout this year. Uh, the weirdest season I've ever seen in fantasy football ever. That is what Cam Akers had last year. He was didn't even start like he was a forgotten entity when the season started. Right, we everybody drafted him in the top thirty, top forty. Like, oh, it's Cam Akers, and then no, they didn't even use him. And then he complained he wanted a trade. Um, he almost got cut. Like there was he was going to get cut last year, and then out of nowhere he just takes over the backfield again 
and all the people who drafted him were already done with him, dropped him or traded him. So he never helped any of them out. Uh, but the last six weeks, 70 plus snap share. He saw five times out of those um, six games, 17 plus carries. And uh, out of those six games to finish the season, he had three weeks in a row of hundred plus yards rushing. So if he's going to see 17 plus carries and be the bell cow back, I know that there might not be good this year, but they brought Stafford back. They got cut back. Like they have Sean McVay like that. The offense might be better than people might think it might be with all of them returning this year. They were just really banged up a year ago. So I like Cam Akers, um, JK Dobbins averaging 5.6 yards per carry. He, well, he averaged 5.6 yards per carry hurt last year, hurt came back, still injured and still averaged 5.6. He's explosive. If you can combine 15 carries and explosive J.K. Dobbins and some pass game work, it's an RB1 written all over him. But he's kind of doing this weird set-out thing now, too. And, like, I don't know what's going on. The, in the, who knows? He just got to be out there. That's what he's got to do. And then James Cook, I agree with you on that one. I have James Cook as a breakout. Also, um, Naheem Hines got hurt. Devin Singletary is gone. I don't uh, – Damian Harris is gone. Like, it's James – or Damian Harris is there, but he's not going to catch a lot of passes. That's what I meant. Um so it's kind of just the James Cook show now in the pass catching realm of that offense. And this is an offense that 112 targets last year that went to running back. So plenty of volume to go around. And if you see 60 targets as a running back, you're an RB2 automatically. That's what you were last year, just at 60 targets. And he's going to see that. So he's probably going to finish higher than where I have him right, right now. Um, we'll see where his ADP kind of falls, but that's kind of how I'm going to play that one on James Cook. But it's a guy I absolutely like. So breakout for James Cook too. Love it. Love it. All right. So busts. All right. So I got four of them again, two of them. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call them busts. It's so hard to pick busts, but I guess I'll go Brees Hall. Excuse me. Solely because of the Delvin Cook thing. If Delvin, I still think, you know, as we talked about, he could finish RB two, but I don't know. Some people are still drafting this guy top 12 of running backs, top 10 running backs. So I, so for me, I got Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs. I don't know. Everything about Josh Jacobs this year screams, stay the fuck away from me. I know you say they're going to run him into the ground, but man, the Jimmy G thing, Devontae wanting a trade, awful head coach, him not wanting to be there, them not wanting him there. It all just screams, stay away. So, Josh Jacobs, stay away. J.K. Dobbins, mentioned it a little bit earlier. You got Lamar out there. I mean, I know Dobbins averaged like 6.6 yards of carry when he was healthy. The problem is this dude ain't never healthy. And I love Ohio State University, but this kid is just never, ever healthy. And then Rashad White, what, we're glorifying this guy because we think he's going to catch a lot of balls. He really hasn't proven shit still. He was better than Leonard Fournette last year, I guess, but... Is that hard to do? Um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not feeling the pick. So basically, my busts are just guys that are on my DND. All right. Guys, I, I will not draft. Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, and Rashad White. Yeah, my busts are pretty simple. I have Brees Hall on there now. He moves into there. <sighs> He's my favorite rookie last year. And I still super high on him. I just Uber talented running back, and he's going to be awesome for you in Dynasty. Down the line, redraft just gets a little hairy now by adding Dalvin Cook. The way Brees Hall, I had him ranked in the 120 round two when I first did my rankings. He was what 
13th overall for me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, nine, I had him there, but it it was always under the assumption that, number one, he no setbacks. Um, full participation, almost, at least most participation in uh, off-season type stuff. He hasn't quite done that yet, but it looks like he's going to be ready for week one. And we assumed that he would get at least, like, majority of the workload, and then Michael Carter would kind of get some other stuff. But, yeah, Dalvin Cook kind of changes that. Now, for me to be a bust, you got to be drafted early. you got to be drafted at least within the top 24 running backs ADP-wise. That's just kind of how I look at it, PPR top, ADP top 24. Yeah. Like, if you're the, if you're drafting a guy 28th, I don't really think – if he doesn't pan out, it doesn't matter. Like, you're getting – when you get to those picks, they're going to be hit or miss anyways. These are, these are the guys that we're drafting in the top 70 picks because we think – or know that they're going to be top 24 at the position. So that's kind of where we're going with busts here. So it gets a little bit more bold uh, for the takes that we're making. But I agree. Brees Hall, we'll see where his ADP falls. Maybe Cook shifts the ADP a little bit. And maybe you can get Brees Hall discounted. That's kind of – I would love to have the Brees Hall dis, like, discount happen on draft day um, and be able to swoop in and get him. But I want to pay more back-end RB2 for him than I would our like – back end RB one, like he kind of was going. Um I mean look at SFB, for instance, before the Delvin Cook news dropped, probably gotta be the eleventh back that was being trapped off the board in that um at that time. No, it doesn't look that good. Um busts, another bust for me. I agree with you on Rashad White. He just was not efficient. He I have him ranked twenty four because workload is workload and you could be just you can average three yards per carry if they're gonna run you into the ground two hundred and fifty times and throw you the football fifty you're you're like, look at Najee. Najee Harris, workload alone has kept him as a top 15 running back uh, the past couple seasons at this point. So, but yes, it's a bust warning because I don't know how good that offense is going to be. There's a good chance he, like, the offense stinks. And no matter how efficient he is, it's not going to make up, or how much volume he gets, it's not going to make up for the inefficiencies. And then they just move on to someone else in that offense because he's not that efficient, uh, which he wasn't a year ago. And the, the one we don't agree on, I have him as a bust. I moved him down, but it depends on where I get him at cost. This Travis ETN was on my bust. That's why I chuckled. And I know. It's because, I know. I saw the picture. Uh, <laughs> he, look, 7% target share is not going to cut it. Like He's going to have to do better than a 7% target share to maintain or be, be a top five back, to be honest, because I don't think he's going to get the volume like a Derrick Henry uh, to, to make up for it in the end. So – He's, he just got to get better in that chance. But then they have Calvin Ridley now. So now they have more Ridley. They have a, they have an alpha wide receiver to go with Kirk, Zay Jones, and then Evan Ingram. And they got they still have to figure out how to throw the football more to Travis Etienne, which they could. I mean, the offense can shift. and They can do that a little bit. But, um, but where we're drafting him he, is just where we get a little bit of the bust alert for me or a little bit worried. Like he could still be useful. He's like I said, he's super talented. It's a weird thing with him. Like a lot of times, you just want to bank on the talent, especially in a rising offense. But some, but sometimes if he's going too early in a draft, you just want to plan it out. So he's he's pushed back a little bit. His ADP's fallen. Um, I just want to see where it where it kind of pans out. But he's still a top twenty four running back, so I want to point out a warning on him. Um, and then I have Madison also. That's why I chuckled on the mm. thing because uh, so we're we're inverse on a couple here. Yep, and it's just because I don't trust that he's going to be a three-down back. Yeah. I know when he filled in for Cook, that's kind of how it's gone, but 
with Cook going, it's such a heavy, heavy passing uh, volume offense now. Like, um, we've just never seen a full season workload out of Alexander Madison handling what Dalvin Cook kind of handles. Madison would just come in and do his game or two a season when the right. shoulder would pop out of place for him. So we'll we'll see where he's kind of being drafted as it, as it falls down. He's not he's not too bad right now ADP wise. So it's not like we're you're overpaying for him. So it still could be a decent one, but I'll just point him out on there. That's all. Those are the busts. Dig it for sure. And you never know what these guys like. You said it. You're you're trying to draft these guys in the oh, top. Stay healthy. You just need, you need your running to just stay healthy. If it, if he keeps his job and stays healthy, he's a top twenty four running back. That's any of the top forty running backs you're choosing from. If they somehow are the one that stays healthy all season and gets volume, they'll finish in overall scoring top twenty four points per game. They might not, but Let's go AJ Dillon. How the running? AJ Dillon's gonna hit it this year. That's why. That's why zero RB works though, because these late guys come on. Running back's an opportunity-based job. Yeah. Give the opportunity. Like that's why Barkley took that eleven million because Gray would have just came in and got four yards per carry, and the Giants probably just continued doing what they did on offense a year ago. It's it's a luxury to it sucks, and I don't know the answer to fix it for the good running backs. I don't, but uh, the the NFL. I mean, look at let's just look at the list of Super Bowl winning running backs in the NFL. Unfortunately. Yeah. It ain't great when it comes to the top end. Walter Payton, but he didn't get a touchdown. Well, yeah, but that whole era was different back then. It's just the game changed a little bit now. It sucks for them. I think the I think it should be two years should be rookie deals on running backs. They should not be ran into the ground for five years like every other position or whatever it is, and then be able to do franchise tag. Get rid of the franchise tag two years. That's what you do for running backs. Let them try to get their payday when they're in their prime and healthy still. Not when they're 26, sure. 27, used and abused. So that's. I think they should strike. Play. I think the running backs is a, a union. They should. <clears throat> well, I don't think they are a union, but I think they should just all boycott. They are. Kind of, they all are union. But well, the whole league is, but I don't know that the running backs themselves are. I don't know if you could just take like a knit, like a, a particular group in a union and then walk out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how, you, how it works. But I think the running backs should strike and they should put some pl- policies in place. And then make him use wide receivers or something as running backs. I don't know. But that's what I would do. We did it. I'm actually quite impressed. We finished running backs in an hour and 19 minutes. Very awesome. impressive. I'm actually I'm pumped because next week is wide receivers, just so you know. So next week we will do the same thing, and we're going to break down the wide receivers. My man. My man. Hell, yeah. It's been a blast. Right, yeah. <sighs> Go ahead. You want to tell them? Oh, sure. I always love to tell them. Well, first of all, thank you. You did a great job. Always love coming on, hanging out with you. Thank you to everyone in the comment section. You guys made this show. Great, great time tonight. Thank you so much. And if you're still watching or you're going to come back and watch, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button for this show and everything else that we do. In addition, you can listen to us. Put the Bloodline Entertainment Network into your Google search bar, and you'll be able to find us on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart, and more. I don't know why you'd want to listen to us when you can watch Streets, but you could listen to us nonetheless. And when you do that, BloodlineNetwork.com is going to pull up our home for everything we do under one roof. Sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, all our audio, and our merch. Plus my dude, my dude. 
all of his rankings and fantasy football related articles on bloodlinenetwork.com. My man, appreciate you. No, 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 no. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you do here in the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. Um, thank Nick. And thank all of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. All of you are incredibly talented individuals. And this whole network kicks ass. And all week long, it's just fire show after fire show after fire show after fire show. It just doesn't stop. Just keeps coming at you all week long now. But yeah, uh, bloodlinenetwork.com. You can find everything there. There's a lot more fantasy football written content coming. Um, Obviously, busts. I got to. That'll be next for running back, so you can go read it. But now we're going to have wide receiver breakouts, busts, and sleepers coming up shortly. Um, we'll get you some uh, quarterback and tight end ones. I'm probably going to combine for you in the big rollout in like a couple weeks. It's something I have been working on on and off for a couple weeks. Is I'm going to I'm going to claim that the bloodline bloodlinenetwork.com is going to have the greatest um, trade value chart in the entire game. <laughs> I've taken what sucks about every other trade value chart and I've combined and I've, I've created something new. So if you're trying to, it's going to be something that you can use for two for one deals. Um, and it's not just calculating, adding up two values for a guy and saying, Hey, look, these two guys equal Justin Jefferson. Like, no, but they don't in the end. Like thought about this long and hard. So I can't wait for everybody to finally see this. I'm excited. So maybe you could use it in our, in our league. So when Maddie sends us trades that are, you know, cause they add up and when they don't add up, you know, no, he, I got a good one that we're mulling, but I can't wait for this trade deadline chart for sure. And tonight, 10 30, kick it on over to the Twitch. The tribal chief will be live tonight. At oh, he's going. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Tribal chief will be live tonight playing destiny two. So in about an hour, kick it on over to Twitch. Go chill with the Tribal Chief and play some Destiny 2. And then make sure you stay tuned tomorrow night for some movie talk. My guy, Graydon, uh, always does a fantastic job. And I can't wait to actually see – I can't wait to talk about this one. The nerd in me loves when it goes to DC and Marvel-type comic-based things. So – Ah, I'm itching to talk about that. But yeah, that's what the bloodline. That's look, that's what we offer here. Fantasy football, movies, wrestling, obviously wrestling. That's Mr. AEW right here. I'll give you that, especially on Wednesday nights <laughs> on his uh, review show. But that's what we got here. So thank you all for tuning in to the Roto Slappers uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll be back next Monday, like we talked about with wide receivers. But this week, you will get another Roto Slappers down. You can you can listen to it and watch it. It won't be live, but we will get you a base a recorded baseball show with trade value um, talk and upgrades and everything that comes from that. So I'm excited. Uh, Blake and I will be back for that one. Uh, so yeah, thank you once again. We know you have many options when it comes to traveling for all of your fantasy football needs. We thank you for flying with the Roto Slappers and uh, using us, though, for all of your fantasy football information. But, Tim, that's it, buddy. We'll see you next week, huh? <laughs>